If I asked you right now to list all of the subscriptions you pay for, would you be able to? I really thought my answer to that question would be a resounding yes. But with the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find some sneaky ones I must have forgotten to cancel before the free trial ran out. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting slash kid subscriptions, though they all seem like really small amounts, when pulled together, that's a pretty big chunk of your spending money out the door. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over $500 million in cancel subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. Meeting the wrong person can completely alter your entire life. On September 29th, 1975, two young women met up with some guys and unknowingly placed themselves right in the path of danger. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. In the year 1975, three men made a decision that would cost two young women their lives. Their names were Gianni Guido, 19, Angelo Izzo, 20, and Andrea Ghira, 22. All members of the wealthy Roman elite, all described as rich, spoiled, and living off their family's wealth. All from Parioli, Andrea was the son of a building contractor and former Olympic water polo champion. Angelo was a medical student with a prominent father. And Gianni was studying to become an architect. All three were also right-wing extremists. And both Andrea and Angelo faced criminal charges back in 1973 when they committed armed robbery together and served 20 months in prison. A year later, Angelo would go on to rape two young girls with the help of some friends and be sentenced to two and a half years behind bars. He ended up never serving the time following a suspended sentence. Sometime in September of 1975, a young girl, Rosaria Lopez, met up with and spent a nice afternoon with two of the three boys. 
Having met Gianni and Angelo through a mutual friend, the 19-year-old bartender chatted with the men at the bar along with 17-year-old friend and student Donatella Colasanti. The men at some point invited the girls to hang out the following day. But when Donatella said that she was busy, the group made plans to meet the following Monday. Told to come to a party being held at a villa belonging to one of Gianni and Angelo's friends, the girls made their way there on September 29th, 1975. Upon arrival, they noticed that only Gianni and Angelo were there. They claimed that their mutual friend Carlo had invited them to his villa in Lavinio. And after all piling into a vehicle together, they made their way to their destination, but stopped at a bar where Gianni said he was going to call Carlo. Upon coming back, he said that Carlo had gone to the seaside, but had given them permission to go and spend the afternoon in his home. What the girls did not know was that the villa in Chichiro did not belong to a man named Carlo, but instead to Andrea Gira. Once at the estate, the men turned from polite and fun to something much more nefarious when they turned around and demanded the girls have sex with them. When they declined, Gianni pulled out a gun and proclaimed that they were part of an Italian mafia called the Marcia Gang and that their leader, Jacques Berenguer, a dangerous man, was on his way. The girls, realizing they were now captives, knew they didn't stand a chance against these men. Gianni and Angelo locked the girls inside of one of the bathrooms while they waited for Jacques, who was actually Andrea Gira. While they waited, the girls were raped and left in the room overnight. At some point, Angelo went to go check on them and found that the sink had been broken. Flying into a rage, he began beating Rosaria and Donatella, separated them, and continued the torture one-on-one. By the evening of September 30th, Andrea arrived, claiming to be the gang leader, and said he was going to bring all of them to Rome. Instead, both girls were given three injections of a drug that was supposed to knock them unconscious. But when it didn't work, Rosaria was taken to another room where they announced their intention to chloroform her. Donatella sat there and heard the horrific sounds of her friend crying and shouting for several minutes, and then the deafening sound of silence. Instead of drugging her again, Rosaria was drowned in one of the bathtubs. Coming back into the room, they approached Donatella and knocked her to the ground with the butt of a gun. Fainted, the men then began hitting her over the head with an iron bar. Now, it was at this point that Donatella, having already been through so much and hearing what just happened to Rosaria, made the incredibly smart decision to pretend to be dead. The three men, believing they had killed her, took her and threw her inside the trunk with Rosaria's body. They drove to Rome and, casually leaving what they thought was two bodies in the vehicle, went to go get some dinner. Along the way, Donatella heard her captors laughing, joking, and saying, Look how they sleep well, these two. And, shut up, that there are two dead bodies here. Upon realizing that the men were no longer in the parked vehicle, Donatella began screaming to whoever might hear her. Thankfully, a watchman heard her cries, and alerting the police, they swarmed the area and rescued her from the trunk. When reported, the Chichiro massacre was dubbed one of the most heinous news events in Italian history. Gianni Guido and Angelo Iso were arrested shortly after Donatella's discovery, but Andrea Ghira managed to escape that restaurant. 
Though Donatella rushed to the hospital, managed to physically recover from her 36 hours in captivity, her time being raped, beaten, and tortured affected her in ways mentally that she was never able to overcome. After time on the run, Andrea wrote a letter to his friends, later intercepted by the police, that said that they would get out soon for good behavior and threatened to kill Donatella if she testified against them. In the meantime, the young girl was forced to sit in a courtroom while the defense threw allegations and accusations her way to try and protect their clients. Never backing down, the case soon took on a more classist spin when the public learned how the rich men specifically chose two girls who came from poorer working class families. Donatella's bravery finally paid off and on July 29th, 1976, all three men, with Andrea being charged in absentia, were found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment. According to the sources, Andrea, who fled and joined the Spanish Legion, later reportedly died of an overdose, only to be found years later alive and well in Italy, Brazil, and South Africa. His whereabouts are unknown. Angelo Iso, who never served time for raping the two girls years before the massacre, due in large part to his father's reputation, tried, with Gianni, to take a prison guard hostage so that they could make their escape. He was eventually released despite his life sentence in 2004, and later went on to kill a 49-year-old mother and her 14-year-old daughter. He headed back to court and once again faced life imprisonment. Gianni Guido, after his failed escape attempt, was later approved for conditional release and fled to Argentina. After being caught and extradited back to Italy, he was officially released in 2008 and continued to live the rest of his life. After everything she went through and did during the trial, Donatella devoted the rest of her life to campaigning to get rape recognized as a crime against freedom and not against public morality. In 1996, due in large part to her efforts, a law was enacted that would do exactly that. After 30 years of working on herself and fighting for others, Donatella Colasanti passed away in 2005 at the age of 47 of cancer. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to a terrible thing happened on September 30th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.